0: Visit roberthalf.com today. The North London Derby is always a popular match, even outside of the Premier League. And as Tottenham and Arsenal are in the midst of their transitions with Antonio Conte and Mikel Arteta, Fabrizio Romano joins the show to discuss the transfer negotiations, the business and the future of both North London clubs. Fabrizio Romano, North London transfer special. Kego Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody, welcome to Kego Lasso. Thank you so much for being part of the family. Kego Lasso pod on Twitter, Spotify, leave a five star rating, as well as Apple Podcasts, youtube.com forward slash Kego Help us get to 8,000 subscribers. And here we have once again Fabrizio
1: Romano. Fab, how are you, buddy? I'm great, and great. Thank you, my friend. Always a super pleasure, and ready to talk North London clubs.
0: Absolutely, a busy month for Fabrizio Romano, but he is here to help us guide through it. As I mentioned in the intro, the North London derby is this weekend, Tottenham against Arsenal. We're gonna dive really deep into both clubs and the transfer situations, the business, et cetera, et cetera. But beginning today, Fab, with the latest news uh, in the transfer market. Let's uh, let's go Concacaf here. 32 Romano, and let's begin with Mexico, El Tri, Tecatito, Corona to Sevilla. I don't know, Fab, I feel that this is some munchy magic once again. Talk to me about this move.
1: Yes, it's one step away from being completed. It's not signed yet, but it's a matter of hours. They have an agreement with Porto for €3 million for Tecatito, Corona, because he was out of contract in June, so they were facing the risk to lose the player as free agent. He was already really close to join Sevilla in the summer. Then they had some problems last summer in the agreement with Porto. They were offering around 15 million euros. Porto wanted 18, so there were some problems. Now he's ready to join for 3 million. He has an agreement with Sevilla for a contract in 2025. So we expect Corona to be in Spain soon in the coming hours to have his medical, sign the contract, and be a new Sevilla player. And it's a really interesting move also because, as you mentioned, it's kind of she move. So I'm really curious to see him at Sevilla.
0: We're going to move on for sure. I know we've got a lot of packs, but 3 million Fabrizio. That's a bargain. I feel, I know that he's his uh, performances. have not lived up to standard. He hasn't seen enough minutes, but he's only 29. Tecatito Corona is incredibly talented. And now he's joining a club that's pushing to not just the champions league, but maybe even the title. This is a great move all around for Sevilla.
1: Great move. I agree with you. Great move. Super interesting player. I think it's really interesting to see him in La Liga because he's perfect fit for his skills. Uh, many clubs were always following him, but now big chance for, for Tecatito in, in Sevilla and typical Monchi move. When there is the opportunity, you will find Monchi working on it. It's always like this.
0: Absolutely. Just like our producer Des says, el tri in Seville. Yeah. Tecatito, uh, Linez Guardado, all in the city. It's going to be great for Mexican fans in that city. All right, let's move on, but we're sticking in CONCACAF, a player we always talk about here, USMNT specifically, Brian Reynolds. Obviously, Mourinho is done with him and Reynolds yeah. wants to move as well. What's the latest with him?
1: He will leave 100%. Uh, there are some contacts since weeks with uh, MLS clubs interested in him but still nothing agreed because Anderlecht in Belgian leagues they're pushing to have Brian Reynolds on loan. They're negotiating with Roma. Roma were busy with Gonzalo Villar and Borja Mayoral to get off. This is why it's taking a bit long. They're working on many deals at the same moment. They signed Sergio Oliveira from Porto. So many things for the director of football of Roma, Thiago Pinto. But now it's time to discuss with Anderlecht for, uh, for Brian Reynolds. And there are good possibilities. Let's see if they will agree on loan fee, on also covering the payment of the salary for, for the player. But everything is... Close And so I expect Brian Reynolds to leave Roma in January, as we say many times. What
0: an opportunity it would be for Brian Reynolds to work under Vincent Company in Anderlecht, uh, quite the manager there. That would be amazing. All right. Uh, before we begin into Tottenham and Arsenal, anything else that you're focusing on uh, this week, Fabrizio? I'll ask you now instead of at the very end.
1: Yes, I, I will keep an eye on Paulo Dybala uh, to see what happens with his contract, because he had a verbal agreement with Juventus since months. We're talking about October. Everything was agreed on a verbal basis. But then at the end, Juventus asked for some time before signing this contract. Uh, also, Paulo had an interview in November saying, I will stay here for five years, so everything was in place. But then now Juventus are taking some time. They want to discuss again with Dybala, maybe to change some clauses and some part of the contract and so I'm working on it to understand what's going to happen for Dybala because he's currently out of contract in June and so it's an interesting situation to to follow, let's see.
0: Interesting indeed and Dybala of course uh, doing pretty well these days uh, under Allegri. All right, let's begin our show. As we mentioned, the North London Derby is this weekend Tottenham against Arsenal. Of course, uh, many objectives for both sides uh, but this is about... Uh, with Fabrizio about the business side of things. Obviously, the January transfer window, but it's not just that. It's about the summer, their objectives, and what they hope to get as they close in and they try to close in on the big boys in the Premier League, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. So let's begin, Fabrizio, uh, with a simple question here. First of all, I feel that... uh, Let's begin with Tottenham, but, you know, Antonio Conte, but I feel like in many ways, Tottenham is the ghost of Christmas past. They are... What Arsenal were trying to do about a year and a half ago with Arteta, the identity was trying to be built, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like now Conte is dealing with that. This is his first window under Daniel Levy. We know about his own reputation in terms of uh, transfers, et cetera. So what are your expectations, I guess, with Conte, January, Tottenham?
1: Yes, I agree with you on your Theta and Arsenal point, but at the same time, I want to say that I'm sure that Antonio Conte will not be patient as and Teta is, as a person, <laughs> I would say. Antonio yeah. Conte can't wait. It's impossible for him to wait He wants to win immediately. It's not about winning or not winning, but feeling that he has the chances to win. This is something that Antonio Conte wants to feel. And his priority will be to bring Tottenham back to Champions League football. This will be the priority for him. So this transfer window is not easy and he knows about it because generally transfer window is always complicated. And in particular for Tottenham because they need to get rid of many players. Uh, So they need to find solutions for Many, many players, they are not continent, so let's see what happens with many of them in the coming days. But they need to sell now. They need to sell or to upload some player in the coming days, and then they will jump into opportunities. But it's really important, this window for Tottenham, in particular to sell players, because they expect Tottenham to be uh, going on top layers in the summer, not in January, because in January is not an easy window, maybe an opportunity they can find, but in the summer will be the big revolution for Tottenham.
0: Okay, so the summer is the revolution. So I guess January is the preparation. You mentioned they have to get rid of some players. So let's begin with that narrative there, Mauricio Romano and Dombele. I feel like he's not doing himself any favors uh, at this point, but maybe he wants out already. Antonio Conte has already shown a little bit displeasure in that. Uh, Also, Bergwin, uh, Adama Traore, but that's later on, maybe on a loan coming in. But talk about the exits and Dombele to begin with. What's going on there?
1: Yeah, for Nombele, as you mentioned, also what the player is doing is not the best behavior. Also, is not helping with Antonio Conte, who is a really serious manager. And So, at the moment, they are looking for a solution. We had rumors about Roma, but Roma signed Sergio Oliveira for Porto, from Porto. So, they are not going for Nombele. There is nothing with, with Roma as of now. Uh, they need to find a solution. So, let's see if in some other league, like Bundesliga or La Liga, they will be able to, to do something. But at the moment, it's still quiet. But they want Nombele to find a solution to leave the club. This is something that they were planning already in the summer. So, they will be on it Steven Bergwijn is close to join Ajax he's not done yet but Ajax are going to sell David Neres to Shakhtar Donetsk for 16 million euros in the coming days everything will be completed and so Bergwijn could be the right player for, for, for Ajax he's Dutch he knows the club and so it could be a big opportunity for him and for Ajax they offered 15 million euros Tottenham are asking for more than this around 25 so there is still something to, to be completed between the two clubs but they're negotiating and then let's see what happens with Delea I'm also curious to see what happens with Dele Alli because he was not even in the team uh, yesterday and so they need to find a solution. I'm told that we can keep an eye also on swap deals for Dele Alli because the director of football of Tottenham, Fabio Paratici, loves to do swap deals. He did the same with Juventus many, many times here in Italy and so it could be a possibility for Dele Alli but I still see him out of Tottenham on loan in January.
0: So what about Matt Daugherty?
1: Another one happened. Another one Who could leave
0: Because he's not Somebody that I think Antonio Conte Really is interested in uh, You know Even Mourinho Wasn't that keen uh, He's somebody else As well That could be Possibly a target
1: Yes 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 of course then He's another player That could be leaving the club in, in, in January let's see what happens with Wolves we had some rumor about Wolves wanting him back at the club but at the moment it's still not an advanced move so they're still discussing but yes Doherty is another player that has chances to, to leave the club I don't see centre-backs leaving also mm, we have some rumours on centre-backs but I'm told that they need centre-backs because of the problems that Christian Romero and Eric Dyer had with, with injuries so at the moment centre-backs are not leaving but talking about Doherty, Dele Alli, Berguin and also the situation on Dombele they need it to resolve as soon as possible.
0: Okay, so January is the plan to, uh, you know, exit some players, but there are some news about, obviously, that they need, uh, because I always think that January is sort of the band-aid, right? It's not a complete solution, but it's trying to just fix a few things. So are there any incomings? Because I keep reading about Adama Traore from Wolves. Is that a possibility at all, or is that forget about it?
1: No, he's a player they want, for sure, because the director wants him and also contests he, him as a good player for... For, for Tottenham, but it's not easy to negotiate with Wolves in January for one of the key players they have. Bruno Lager, the manager of Wolves, wants him to stay. So he's pushing the club to, to keep the player till the end of the season. But at the moment, it's not an easy one for Tottenham. They're on it. To be honest, they're on it. They had contacts with the agents of Adama Trore. They had contacts with Wolves. So they hope after selling some players, or make sure they can get rid of some players, to jump into it and to have Adama Trore on loan with a buy option or obligation. So we will see what kind of formula they will find but Dama is a player they have in the list. I'm curious to see if they will find an opportunity as centre-back because they need a centre-back and Antonio Conte wants a new centre-back. A player that they love is Pau Torres from Villarreal, but he's not leaving the club in January because Unai Emery, you remember when he was close to join Newcastle and then he decided to stay at Villarreal, he had guarantees from the club that they are keeping in January all the stars. And Paul Torres is a key player for Villarreal, as also Danuma, So they are not leaving the club in January. So let's see for Tottenham if they will be also able to go for a center back. But I would say center back, winger with Adama Torre priority in the list, and maybe a midfielder. But this will happen only in case they will be able to get rid of some players.
0: So first, get rid of some players. The final name I had for you before we moved on to Arsenal was Jesse Lingard, somebody, of course, that it's uh, down the pecking order as well. So, you know, he had some good moments with West Ham on loan uh, from Manchester United. But what's going on with Jesse Lingard?
1: Yes, it's a player that they're following as a free agent opportunity. So I don't see it as in a clear, in an easy one or a close one for January. Also because the player wants to wait till the summer to pick his next club and also because it's making sense on financial point of view to wait for free agents. But for Tottenham, it's a possibility. The director, Fabio Paratici always works on free agents. With Juventus, he did many deals like this, uh, starting with Andrea Pirlo, Paul Pogba, Dani Alves, and many others. So Lingard could be an interesting opportunity they had some contact with these agents. But at the moment, it's not something close for January, so it will take time.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Okay, so basically the Tottenham uh, agenda right now is January, let's uh, let, let let's decompress and let's sort of pl- press the reset button. Get rid of some players yes. that either don't want to be here that are not part of Conte's plan. And then once that happens, perhaps we can bring somebody else, as you mentioned, maybe a swap deal, maybe a loan deal. The summer is really yes. Conte's opportunity yes. to really keep going. So that's a major thing for Tottenham. All right, so let's move on to Arsenal Fabrizio Romano, because as I mentioned, you you brought up a very good point. Conte is not going to be as patient as Arteta was, but now Arteta's patience is paying off. They are good. They're looking good, obviously. Uh, a few hiccups uh, here and there, but, you know, overall, you can begin to see the identity. So what's Arsenal's plan in January, because I am reading some names, we're gonna talk about it in a second, who are pretty big and there are some issues, obviously Pierre America, Baume, young and stuff. But what's Arsenal's uh situation in January as they look to obviously climb up and hopefully get a Champions League spot?
1: Yes, for January, the idea for Arsenal, first of all, is to sign a new midfielder. They need a new midfielder because Maitland has joined Roma alone. So they need a new player in that position also because Tomar Partey, Thomas Party and Elneny are both at the FCON. So they need a new midfielder and they will go for a new midfielder. And Arthur is the priority in this moment, but he's still not agreed with Juventus. And let's see if they will be able to bring in a new striker. They want an important one. So they're not going to sign a striker for six months. They okay. will go for a big name. Let's see if they can do it in January. If it's not going to be January, it's going to be in the summer. So, Arsenal are really relaxed at that point. If they're able to do it immediately, of course, they would be happy. If not, summer will be the priority. And so, new striker. The new face of Arsenal in 2022 has to be the new striker because they're super happy with the players they signed in the summer. Odegaard, Ramsdale, Ben White, many players that are doing great. Tommy too. So, they're super happy with their summer transfer window. But now, they need to have a new midfielder because they need it and also to plan for the new striker.
0: Right, right, we're going to talk about that new striker in a second, because obviously there is a big name that's being talked around a lot. But in terms of a midfielder and specifically this time around, there's also the plan, what Tottenham is also doing, right? Balogun is loan, loaned out to Middlesbrough, so there's a few spaces that I, that I can clear up. But I've heard, you know, Arthur, Arthur Mello yes. uh, from Juventus, Telemans, uh, they're possible targets as well this January.
1: For Tillemans, I think it's going to be super complicated. for yeah, very to hard. Say. Yes, yes, yes. And so I think it's more than difficult. A player they love is Bruno Guimaraes from Olympique Lyon. They will love him. He's top of the list for Arsenal. But I don't see him leaving in January because I'm told that Lyon wants 45 million euros for Bruno Guimaraes. So more than complicated. And so the name is Artur Melo because it could be an opportunity on loan from Juventus. This is what Arsenal are offering. They would pay the whole salary of Artur Melo till the end of the season. So, there are negotiations on this point. The player would be open to join Arsenal. So, Artur would be ready to say yes and to try this new experience. Also, the director of football of Arsenal, Edu Gaspar, is Brazilian. So, there is a good Brazilian connection into the club. But at the same point, uh, Juventus have not accepted yet because it's a loan. And so, before saying yes to a loan, they want to make sure they can find a good replacement and... Also, that they want to let him leave because at the moment, Massimiliano Allegri is not 100% decided yet on Arthur to leave the club. So, Arsenal want him, but it's not a deal close to be completed. So, let's see what happens in the next days because I'm told that they have three options in mind. Uh, and so, for Bruno Guimaraes, it's going to be complicated, but Artur is the name in this moment.
0: Interesting because, obviously, Federico Chiesa's absence will give a major focus to Juventus. Uh, obviously, not the same position, but you know, in terms of death, etc., for Bianconetti. Listen, here's the other thing. All right, so let's move, because you mentioned the summer of strikers a few episodes ago, and Arsenal are, you know, thinking reportedly about a big one, Dusan Vlaovic. Uh, there's been many rumors about him from Fiorentina. Very difficult, I would imagine, in January, but I'm not sure anymore, just because maybe Fiorentina want to make the best from their buck. And this is what Arteta said when he was, being asked about Vlaovic, he didn't specifically say his name, but he said, historically, this club has always been targeting the best players in the world. And the best players in the world are always interested to come here. And I can say that situation hasn't changed. Anytime I have spoken to any player, they were so willing to come. Do you think that Arsenal have a legitimate chance at Dusan Vlaovic, whether it's January or in the summer?
1: I'd say chance, yes, but easy, absolutely no. And close, absolutely not in this moment, no. Uh, just because the player at the moment uh, still wants to wait till the summer to make his move. So he's not intention to leave Fiorentina in January. Fiorentina are open to negotiate with Arsenal so I don't see a big problem between clubs they have good relationship they did Lucas Torreira deal in the summer they have good, very good relationship so it's not between clubs the problem is not between clubs the issue is about the player but it's not disrespecting Arsenal this is something I want to clarify because many times I see Arsenal fans saying that maybe he's not respectful it's not like this he's together with his agents at this point and he still wants to wait he still wants to wait wait for the summer also because he wants to respect Fiorentina and to play Fiorentina till the end of the season to bring Fiorentina back to European football and then pick his next club in the season, in the uh, summer, sorry. So this is why Dusan Blaovic at the moment is not accepting Arsenal proposal. Mm-hmm. But we still have 20 days of market in the, uh, in, in the coming weeks to see what happens. And if Arsenal are ready to do something crazy to change Dusan Blaovic's mind. So at the moment is still quiet, but I'm sure that Arsenal will try and try again. But at the same point, I don't see Blaovic keen on the move in January in general.
0: Yeah, well, it's a perfect segue to my next question. And by the way, the other, uh, you know, things on the to-do list for Arsenal are players that are out of contract at the end of the season. Like I said, Callum Chambers, Elneny, uh, Kolasinac uh, and Kataya. so have to watch out for that. But the, the point that you just made about Lavich waiting and obviously waiting to see what happens with everybody. Really, my next question uh, as we round up this North London conversation with Fabrizio Romano is the importance of where both of these clubs, Tottenham and Arsenal, end up. The importance of qualifying for Europe. Of course, everybody knows the higher you end up in the table in the Premier League, the more money you get, but also, in addition, qualifying for European competition. So, you know, how important is that? I know it's kind of a stupid question, because it's obviously very important, but, uh, you know, due to Conte's inability to He's not gonna wait. He wants it now and Arsenal and the Champions League. How important is it for both of these clubs to make sure they guarantee European
1: competition? No, it's more than important. It's more than important because for to do to do top signings, you need it. You need it. You need- Champions League football in particular Uh, let's be honest also for example uh, Arsenal wanted Lautaro Martinez last summer but the player wanted to play Champions League football Uh, Tottenham were trying to keep Harry Kane and was not easy because he wanted to play uh, Champions League football then they will they were able to do it but it was a big fight for three months so Champions League football is key if you want to have key top players into your team and it's still the same and this is why both clubs are doing very good I think The feelings are good now with Conte and Tottenham seems completely different life. Arsenal are doing great with Michael Arteta. As we mentioned, he's been very patient and very good in his way with the club. But at the same point, Champions League football is too important. Too important. It's something that is going to be key to see what happens in terms of top players joining these clubs in the summer.
0: Well, to that point, Fabrizio Romano, I know this is a tricky question, especially because it's January, but there is a foundation that we have seen from both clubs. We now have at least an idea of where they're heading, Uh, you know. So my last question to you, my friend, is from a footballing project perspective, which club do you think is in better shape right now?
1: Let me say that I love what Arsenal are doing. I really love what Arsenal are doing because... I still remember in the summer, every single time I was tweeting about the new signing for Arsenal, I had Arsenal fans not happy. They were not happy with Ramsey, but he's now doing great. They were not happy with Ben White-Money, but he's performing great. They were not happy with Tomiasso, who is this boy from Italy, from Bologna, and he's one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, they wanted Madison from from Leicester, then they signed Odegaard, and he's doing incredible and he's a big talent. So how Arsenal board, the director, Edu Gaspar, and the World board were protecting Arteta after the difficult beginning of the season was a very complicated one. They were together, they protected the manager, they protected the, all the, the players, and now they are doing very good. So I think the real key for Arsenal is something that Tottenham don't have, is to be patient. It's something that Tottenham will never have with Antonio Conte. But at the same point, Antonio Conte was one of my favourite managers in the world, his mm, pressure on the board, his pressure on the owners, his pressures on everyone on into the club, also on the players, on the fans, he wants to win. And this is going to help Tottenham to change their mentality. So I think Arsenal are going to do something that long term, in maybe two years, is going to bring Arsenal back at the top of Premier League too. So I'm not talking about Champions League football, but also to be competitive for the Premier League. I see Arsenal competitive maybe in two years with many young players with a future project that is going to be fantastic, I'm sure, because they're doing very good. For Tottenham, I see something Immediately, for next summer, for this summer, sorry, summer 2022, I see Tottenham working hard to build something to be ready immediately, to try to win something, maybe with some experienced player, not with as many young players as Arsenal have, because they are incredible, starting with Bukayo Saka, Martinelli, how many they have. So are completely different projects. But I love what Arsenal are doing, but I'm sure that Tottenham will be ready to fight because with Antonio Conte, you will be always ready. And if you're not ready, Antonio will leave the club. So it's always (laughs) like this
0: i love it arsenal in a way are at the end of a, a, a mini marathon and tottenham are looking at a hundred meter sprint they it just want to awesome. yeah so that's it and well there you have it tottenham host arsenal in the north london derby on sunday that's eleven thirty eastern arsenal by the way are fifth with 35 points tottenham are sixth with 33 points west ham who continue to do well are fourth right now with 37. So this is a big game but to Fabrizio's point it's about also the future of both of these clubs. Fabrizio Romano, thank you so much for being part of the show my friend. Anything else to add before
1: we say goodbye to you? Thank you my friend first of all and I'm really curious to see your Aston Villa because after Lucas Digne and Felipe Coutinho, I want to see this team on the pitch with these two fantastic players. So also Ngazi joining Everton will be completed and official soon. So everything has been on Aston Villa in the last seven, eight days. So congrats to your team. And I'm really curious to see them on the pitch.
0: I just want to say to everybody listening and watching, I didn't tell Fabrizio to say it. I didn't tweet him. I didn't send him a WhatsApp message. He brought up Aston Villa because you know what? Um, We're massive, my friend. Fabrizio Romano. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for being part of the show and
1: uh, have a great, great rest of your week, my friend. Thank you. Same for you, my friend. And see you on Monday. And thanks as always.
0: Absolutely. Make sure that you tune in with Fabrizio. as he comes back on Monday, Twitter, Fabricio Romano, Instagram as well. You can read all his content on CBS Sports and you can follow us on Que Lasso Pod, youtube.com forward slash Que Lasso, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and, of course, the North London Derby. We will see you next time. Until then.